I guess most people would be grateful and glad that it's Friday night and the weekend is here. But given the uh, fallout of the pandemic, I work tomorrow. <laughs> Friday, November 19th, 2021. I'm Steven Sirsky. Thanks for uh, finding me here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening in. I had a good compliment on uh, Twitter the other day from a listener. Uh, said it was short enough and interesting enough about daily topics. That's good for uh, English learners. So uh, I appreciate it uh, for people uh, tuning in and finding some use for it. And this has actually sparked, well, not this exactly, but this. there's another idea that I have that I want to cater to another market, maybe a non-native or non-naturalized English-speaking crowd. We'll see how it goes. Nothing's guaranteed just yet. We might try a few things first before uh, committing to any one sort of uh, publication form or content style, which is just the, I guess, the social, the current social media marketing way of saying, we'll try it out first, right? Uh, but yeah, it is Friday. It's hard to believe it's November 19th already, uh, another week and a half, November's over into December, year is almost over. I'm assuming that most people are thinking that this year wasn't as bad as last year. Um, I've, to be honest, I've been very busy this year. Uh, I've had a lot of little projects this year. Did see me try out uh, for the January Song a Day uh, song challenge. Then in May, I did my own sort of May or Make Your Movie video challenge. Throughout the summer, from July until about middle of October, I was trying to learn as much as I could with Python. And then this month, here in uh, November, I've been uh, half-acidly participating in the NaNoWriMo uh, writing challenge. Next month, December, I am going to try again one of my own challenges, a challenge to myself, which is going to be drumming December or December drumming or whatever makes more sense when I'm creating the... Uh, the header image for it. We'll see. <clears throat> but uh, that being the case, it's been a very productive year. And I'm wondering how many years in a row I can do this. How often can I be this productive? Is this a new form of productivity? Or is it a one-off? Is it because I was able to work part of the time throughout the year? Is it just because... I've been in a stable apartment, like I haven't moved around very much. Has this pandemic forced me to actually put up or shut up about a lot of these creative ideas that I've had before? And as much as it's new to be publishing a lot of these podcasts and other elements, the pictures, the videos, I, I can't hide it that uh, I've been trying this stuff for years. I've been kind of tentative, skeptical, shy, if you will, publishing a lot of stuff. Video wasn't so, such a problem if it never, if it didn't include me. The podcast, though, especially this audio blog, this is, this is new. This is something that, uh, again, I mentioned it before, I should have done a long time ago. Why didn't I? It wasn't as easy, for one. Number two, I just didn't have the confidence to do it. Be that as it may, here it is. So 
my attention does sort of turn. I'm like, well, wait a minute, we're coming up to December. And if I make this drumming December, okay, so that's one type, uh, which is flexible. Again, I'm not committing myself to any one way of uh, operating the month, uh, the, the month's output. But then come January, it's going to be January again. And do do I follow the same structures last year or do I trust something different or how's it go? So, and then February, finished February as it's... Uh, uh, been known to be called by some of the musicians who participated in January, but uh, maybe finish February could be something different. Like uh, be a f- like finish all the products projects that you started in the last year. <laughs> How's that? March, marketing March. You know, finally start to piece together some sort of marketing scheme that would uh, help promote some of the things I've been doing if I care to promote them sort of thing. And I say that. I say that because I really do like the creation aspect of things. But getting into marketing, getting into the whole reasoning why it's a good purchase or it's a good product or service or what have you. That part has always been difficult for me, especially as a creative type. And I know a lot of creative people struggle with this. I know a lot of people get ensnared in this. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to ask for money for something. As I've grown older, as I've learned, gained a little bit of experience, learned and understood the costs of living. The cost of living in addition to the cost of creative output. Very big difference. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, I could do that. Can you? Can you afford the time? That's one thing. And artists are horribly guilty of saying, well, it's not worth my time. Your time is free. Your time is free. If you are creating it, your time is free. There's no there's no price you can put on your time. <laughs> you can't. Who's going to pay? I mean, you, the price of your time is, is directly correlated to how much someone will pay for something that you produce. So if no one pays for it, then guess what? Your time is literally worth nothing. Uh, and even to the tax man, you can't deduct any expenses if you didn't generate revenue. That's a harsh slap of reality right there. You can incur $5,000, $10,000, pick a number of expenses. And you can't claim it unless someone pays you for it. And guess what? You can only claim expenses and deduction up to the amount, usually it's a certain percentage, of the, your revenues, of your earnings. So it's a do your own taxes at least once, especially as an artist, as a creative type. You'll start to appreciate the business behind it. That's what I've noticed. The reason I talk about this is because, again, going into all these different projects I've had, I mean, uh, is it worth doing it again? I, I had fun doing it. I have the time, I have the technology, I have the, the the desire, the ideas, they're all there. And it's like, if not now, then when? When else would you do it? There's an opportunity, get it done. And this whole, I'm constantly reminded of this Thomas Edison guy, because he's in my Chinese, uh, my, my Chinese book, uh, my st- Chinese study book. You know, he, he failed thousands of times before he thought of the light bulb or constructed it or whatever. Now, I'd be interested to know how long it took him 
to get to the finalized product that was the, the light bulb. I, I, as in like, what were the rough drafts like? I haven't researched this very much. I know on Wikipedia is very, sort of, it glosses over it, but I'm not sure if there is an exact history of the nature of his inventions, the, the, the chronicle, chronological in, uh, listing of his inventions. I'd be interested in that. How long from the initial idea of a light bulb until the actualization and deployment of the light bulb? How long was that? It must have been like years. And we are, like these days, we are facing a very rapid increase, fast-paced life. Although I kind of get the sense, though, as much as things are fast, they've sort of normalized. They've sort of evened out. Because if you can run at this pace, it's like it's a brisk jog. But if you are able to talk and brisk jog at the same time and maybe have a headphone, you know, listen to music or be able to answer the phone, pause your conversation with someone you're running with, answer the phone wirelessly, talk to someone across the world, video chat even, send them a picture of you, hang up and then go back to your your real life conversation. I mean, that's kind of what real life is right now. That's what that's what we do these days. I know there's there are interruptions, but there are I mean, it's it's almost like hyperproductivity has become the norm. Hyperproductivity. If Thomas Edison saw what we were able to do walking across the street, very unsafely, I might add, looking at our cell phones, this little this little black rectangle, this box, this piece of metal in our hands, tweeting, picturing, Instagramming, Facebooking, pick your social media platform and hashtag. Putting it up there. Calling mom. I should do that. Calling home. You can do that wirelessly. It's there. And trying that out. He would look at this and go, geez, wow. I wonder if he would if he would be amazed or if he'd be afraid or if he'd be like, well, with all of this, I could invent so much more. Would he have the attitude of being afraid? Or would he have the attitude of being like, Let's get it done. Wow, this this opens up even more. This this is not just light bulbs. This is, you know, covering the sun in metallic spheres so it can double the sun's output, therefore generating heat and electricity and energy for like uh, several Earths rather than just one. I mean, wouldn't that be fantastic? By the way, that's I think that's a, the form of the Dyson sphere. Uh, that, that's uh, an idea we're in... An advanced uh, civilization covers its own sun with enough solar panels, basically, to harvest and increase the amount of energy that the uh, the natural sun uh, outputs. Meaning that the sun might their sun might not be visible because they are harvesting the energy from it. If that makes sense, it's a neat concept. We're not there yet. Not even close. Not close. Not even close. We can think of these ideas. Can't do them just yet. But yeah, Thomas Edison, what would he think of someone walking across the street, calling his mom, tweeting some sort of, you know, troll post on Twitter, updating his Facebook status, posting a picture to Instagram, hashtagging it along the way so people could find it easily, popping it into a service such as Google, and just popping in a hashtag, 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 Stephen Sersky, hashtag, 
whatever, hashtag Thomas Edison, hashtag invention of the light bulb, and all the things that would come up from it. It's kind of neat. This all sort of stemmed from the fact that, uh, um, I mean, been busy, but I, I'm not, it's not bad. It's, it's still being productive. It's not being busy for the sake of busy. It's being, it's being busy and productive. And at the end of the day, I can't say that I haven't progressed, that I haven't, I might not be, no, I'm still learning. Cause it, the, the fascinating thing is that even when you are being productive, doing the things that you know how to do, this includes your job, like the job that you do day to day, eight to five, nine to five, whatever it is, pick a number, your eight hour slogging, you might not like it, but it's there, it's paying you money, you are gainfully employed, your job is actually helping other people in some way, shape or form that you may not fully appreciate it because it's so easy to you. But then being able to do that and then coming home and doing something else. Being able to, because of the stability, being able to do, uh, to afford a good phone that will enable you to do X, Y, and Z. Z, Z. Pick, pick your letter. Pick your pronunciation. So you're still, you can still be productive. You can be productive on the road. You can be productive walking. You can be productive on the bus, the bike, you name it. It's fantastic to see the amount of productivity that we're able to accomplish these days. And it comes down to, like, are you able to power through? Like when you, when you finish your eight hours of blah, blah, blah job, are you still able to have the motivation, the inspiration, the desire, the drive to then create something because like, you're thinking, oh, well, I could do it so much better. Could you? Could you do it? I'm reading J.P. Getty's book, How to Be Rich, and I'll tell you, he says in this book, and I tweeted this out recently, there is no nine to five. There's no five-day work week for the for the, uh, the the inventor, for the business guy, for the successful businessman. You are working. It, it consumes your life. But it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you can't have kids. It doesn't mean that you can't have a wife or a family or friends or you can't go out for drinks. It just means that you do need to put a substantial amount of time into the idea that you think will generate, garner more money in the future or more whatever, more resources. I get the, the modern media is rife with you know, tax the rich. You know, bring down the rich guy. Bring down the big guy or woman. Although it's never really mentioned the woman. It's most of the rich guys. Big corporations. A lot of them have their wealth locked up in the company. In the products and services that their company provide. Not only that. Even by, you're saying, tax them more. Take more money from them. Make them give, our, give them us your money. Their money. But their money is tied up in a company that's employing so many people, do you think a survey of the people who work for a large corporation, if you went to ask them, if you told the boss, you should give us money, the boss says, ah, you know, but I, he justifies it saying, I employ a lot of people, you don't. Would you be able to go to the employees of that company and ask them, could you take a $1 pay cut per hour for the next month so that your boss, your company, could donate to our cause. I'm guessing 
it wouldn't happen. One dollar, people might donate once. You know, a dollar, maybe ten bucks. Ten bucks, so ten hours, maybe. Hundred for the generous people. Anything more, you're going to get a no. I mean, it's a, it's a pay cut in, in a way. But what, why wouldn't they... They would say, well, the company has lots of money. And it's true. The companies do have lots of money. And they they hire some of the best accountants in the world to work for them, wouldn't you? And if you were a good accountant, let's put it this way. Would you go work for the guy with no money who can't pay you to do anything that would, you know, generate save him anything? Or would you go pay, go work for the guy who has the money to pay you to help you eliminate your student debt? that you incurred, your family incurred, so that you could get a job and where you can have two, three, four, six clients, ten clients, each paying you, you know, ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars a year to do their numbers for you for them. I mean, I'll tell you. This is the sort of thinking that gets me going. It it's not disheartening. I actually think it's kind of inspiring, to tell you the truth. I know it sounds odd. But if you if you can follow that logic, and if it didn't, if you didn't get it the first time, have another listen. Have another listen, and see if it makes sense. The steps of logic, the steps of deductive reasoning that I'm putting forth here, going from being productive, all the technology we have, coming up with the ideas, putting in the time, keeping that motivation, sustaining the motivation and inspiration to use. Your time, not just to have a full-time job, but then to create your own stuff. Using the, the resources at your disposal in order to generate a better future in whatever way it is. Money, I mean, more things. Which, I mean, a lot of things come down to money because it, it's just it, it's the, the most common barter system we have. So things like that. Philosophical Friday. Yeah, that's not going to be a not going to be a trend at all. It's a, it's a one time thing. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about those two things today, along with my plants. I was thinking about the plants, and I uh, asked for some suggestions on the plants: spider plants, snake plants. Snake plants are kind of cool because it sound it looks like when you walk in and see a snake plant, you're like, wow, this 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 guy's serious about planting. He he's a plant professional. You can't kill snake plants very easily. Same with spider plants. There's another one. I can't remember. They, they have broad leaves as well. We have them at, at work. But a lot of um, people who don't really want to care for plants have them as well. And they're great. They just kind of sit there. But all that being said, it doesn't look like having two or three plants would really kill a lot of the crap that's in the air. You still need an air filter, which is fine. If anything, it might be, uh, what is the... the what do you call it? Uh, a placebo. I'll look at it and be like, ah, well, it's filtering the air. It's not really, but it is kind of some bamboo. Uh, a friend sent me an article. Haven't had a chance to read it just yet. But uh, it sort of discusses some of the things about the truth, or the reality of having plants that would help filter the air. Let's put it this way. In order to filter the air, you need a rainforest. I mean, you need lots of plants in order to have that that clean air, that natural air that we sort of, we, we desire. But really, in an apartment, in a city, especially as Beijing, two, three plants in, a, in an apartment. Well, again, they, 
as the Chinese people say, green does help the eyes. I mean, it's it's relaxing to us. And if if anything, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, it, it will be a bit of a difference from my uh, beige theme that I've got going on so far. But I'm going to think about getting a couple plants probably within the next couple of days, especially since we're staying in Beijing a little bit more. We're not going out uh, outside of the city. Uh, although I do want some plants that can withstand uh, being forgotten about for a week or two. But uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes going forward, especially. All right, thanks for listening to me today. Thanks for listening to me this week. Uh, I know this is a bit longer. I thought it'd be interesting to just hash out that idea a little bit. Being productive, staying productive, staying motivated, getting it done, coming home, putting in the time, doing your workouts, writing those words, thinking those thoughts, coming up with the the outlines, the schemes, the schematics. You got to stay motivated. Internally, you got to stay motivated. You got to inspire yourself. You can look for inspiration from other people. At the end of the day, literally at the end of the day, I think you have to be able to lie down and go, I did something worthwhile today. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Show notes up on my website, stevensierski.com. Tweet me, troll me, email me, message me. Let me know how you guys are doing. Let me know how you're holding out. If you got any good ideas or bad ideas, whatever it is. Hope you guys are well. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.